sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And we have another returning guest this week. Vivian. And we're talking yeah. about... The Thick of It versus Veep. Yeah, and uh, Pat's original idea was going to be uh, Benson versus Veep. But Viv was like, fuck that, I'm not watching Benson. <laughs> but she she would watch Spin City, so I, I, I don't understand her tastes. Well, Benson's pretty awful. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember. Well, Spin City's pretty awful too. Yeah, not quite as awful though. I don't know. I think I think Benson. I think Benson having uh, what's his name makes it better. Whatever the star's name is. <laughs> I forget Benson. <laughs> what? Yeah. Robert Guillaume. Yes. I can't say Guillaume, so I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Well, you made that clear when you just said it. Uh, so you think Robert Guillaume trumps uh, Michael J. Fox? Well, I assumed that we were going to choose a Charlie Sheen episode of Spin City. Oh, yeah, that's true. Why wouldn't we? Uh, it's also got Cameron from Ferris Bueller. And it has uh, the star of Nashville. Oh, Tiny yeah. Britain. What is going on over there? Oh, I think that's me. Apologies. Uh, yeah, so we chose the thick of it, which was uh, the dude's... Uh, the dude who created Veep, his first, uh, his well, it wasn't his first, but it was uh, another one of his British popular shows. One. Yeah. yeah, Armando Iannucci. Iannucci, and he, uh, well, he also worked on, on, uh, I'm Alan Partridge and stuff. So he's been in, con- which I didn't know until you said it, Pat. But then when I was watching the thick of it last night, I could see like. I could see some resemblances between the two, even though they're about totally different things. Oh, okay. That makes me really want to... I mean, I already did because you told me Alan Partridge is so great, but it makes me really want to watch it. Because I did enjoy this episode of Thick of It we watched. Yeah, we actually watched the whole first season, which is only three episodes. So it took you a, a long time. Yeah, well, as you said, as you were complaining about before the before the episode, there are commercials on Hulu plus so it does take a bit longer and you can't i think there's a streaming thing on online where you can watch bbc shows but the thick of it isn't a part of that streaming so there's commercials no matter what you do i mean unless it's on dvd and i get for netflix maybe i'll do that yeah that's true Uh, and i'll finally stop my bitching i don't know it's i guess i'm used to the commercials on hulu it doesn't really bother me well, like I said, I, I would have been less bothered by it if it wasn't a BBC show, so the commercials were in spots that were actually written to have commercials there. Yeah. No, you know, no. like when they say, now time for a break. Yeah. Like they do on The the Simpsons and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you watched that, uh, what is, Viv, what's the name of that show with Matt Dillon? Wayward Pines? Oh, yeah, Wayward Pines. No, is it good? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet. I, I'm reserving judgment until it's over because I think it's just like the ending's gonna suck. Yeah, probably. It's uh, it's just like a mini series, so I don't think it's on too long. But, but I just the, don't have high hopes for it because it's um, the M, M Night Shyamalan. Well, he's only producing yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. But still, 
He's not doing any of the writing? No. How about the directing? Because he's a good director. He's not doing any directing. I don't think he's directing, but I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. We just saw his name as producer, so. He's associated with it. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I need to know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, the thick of it. Sorry, I was trying to bring it up on, uh, on Wikipedia, and during that, that time I was wasting time right there, and I still didn't do it. Uh, the thick of it ran from, when did it start? 2005. 2005, and then went till 2012, but I think they had breaks in between. And Yeah, those typical BBC. They have a couple seasons, and then they don't. And then they have a Christmas special, and then they have a couple more seasons, and maybe they'll even come back again. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it did switch from BBC4 to BBC2. Do you know what that means? Nope. <laughs> I can't remember. I think I thought BBC4 was like the, the kind of more edgy channel, but I don't even know nowadays. Like, we haven't been to Britain for so long. Um, anyway, it's about... It's about... I don't know. It's a political one. It's about some made-up uh, department in the uh, in the government in the UK. There is, so there is no Department of Social Affairs. No, uh-huh. no. It's it's totally made up. Um, and just the uh, shenanigans that go on there. And of of course, the dude who heads it is uh, is told all kinds of conflicting information on how to do his job, and it always ends up fucking him over. Oh. <laughs> So the, I, I only watched the first episode, but in that episode, what was funny is that the lead character, Malcolm, it seemed like he was going to be one of those characters that knows everything ahead of time and can really make things happen. And what was great is that switched up at the end of the episode where it just he didn't really know what was going on either. And he had to play a part in, in, in cleaning things up. Wait, you consider him the main character? Not the main character. I, I don't oh. know who there's not really is. In, it's kind of an ensemble. You think they're. I don't know if there is a main character. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I would guess like the new minister there. Is, well, no, I don't know. You're right. This guy is billed first, I think. But uh, anyway, it, it's just like at, when you first meet him, it seems like he's always going to have the answers. He's going to be one of those like stereotypical political operatives on shows where he's going to have a fix. And he's always going to be right. And But he really wasn't in this episode. Nope. He told, he told the new minister... Uh, because cause the, the new, this new dude at the Department of Social Affairs or whatever it is um, said that the Prime Minister told him this is something we should do about this program he wanted to initiate. And then, yeah, this other guy, Malcolm, who's, who's like the go-between for the Prime Minister and the other departments, uh, was like, should does not mean yes. <laughs> and fucked them all up. And then it turned out we should do this meant that, yes, we should do it. Uh, yeah, and that I, was a, a really funny scene where he gets off the uh, the new minister, whatever he's. I didn't, I didn't keep close tab on names. But the new minister's like, when I was talking to him on the phone, should definitely did not sound like yes. <laughs> pretty funny scene. Yeah. The, well, the what is his name? Hugh, I think the new. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. What did you think, Viv? I thought it was just. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was. And like constantly like 
I, f- I just felt bad for him constantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, everybody I felt bad for. And, but it was still very, like, a, a very funny level of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so, I, 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 I can hear you on the uncomfortable parts, but I didn't really feel bad for them because they were usually jerks. So it was kind of like uh, Ricky Gervais's character in The Office. So they're starting this process and the, the woman who's like, the I guess she's the office leader or whatever is telling her, t- telling them how they're supposed to do it. And they, they treat her like such shit. So it's hard <laughs> to feel bad for them when things, when things crash. It's funny though, because they keep treating her like shit throughout the whole first season and it gets funnier and funnier <laughs> just that they're trying to avoid her. But they're, I, yes. it seems like they're trying to avoid her because uh, she is right and she's yeah. going to stop them from doing their idiotic crap. And I mean, not only that, but the two head guys forced their the little the, the assistant to talk to his ex girlfriend, who was a reporter. Which went yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. And then he had to turn around, and deny the story, and then he had to go back to her and say the story was true. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's a scene near the end of the episode where Malcolm just goes off on the reporter about yes. what would happen if he reported on it, and just it's like a, this, this diatribe, and he walks away and. The, this young guy says he's a really nice guy. It's just really stressful today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, I guess even the the creator um, described it as, according to to Wikipedia, yes, minister meets Larry Sanders, which is what I thought. Like it had that uncomfortableness of Larry Sanders. Yeah. Going in it. I guess I understand half that reference. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I know. Well, yes, minister. I guess was. A somewhat political uh, sitcom from Britain, but it was like way back, so it was probably a lot stupider than this. I think hopefully it, was, it had Benny Hill music. I'm, I I think everything did back back then. Um, yeah, no, I I would probably keep watching it, especially since the seasons are so short. I think that the other seasons are more than three episodes, but they're probably only like six. Um, there's, there's like the second episode, second season is only three episodes and then there's three specials, but then I guess once I went to BBC four, they gave them more episodes. They're eight and seven for the last two. Oh yeah. That's so still, that's like, it's like a long weekend worth of, worth of watching it and you're done. Um, And then there's the movie. Well, there's no movie is there? Oh, well in the loop. Right, it's, it has the same characters and everything. Does it? We saw it in the loop before mm-hmm. we saw this, so yeah, I didn't even know it was the same characters. But obviously, new characters since Viv was saying James Galdelfino is in, in the loop, and I can't imagine he's in any of the any of the BBC episodes. Wait, James Galdelfino? <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that name, but I, I have no trouble with other names. But Gandalfino is <laughs> Gandalfino. Maybe maybe I should have just gone with Steve Coogan. <laughs> Yeah, that is a bit easier. Uh, yeah, he no, he is in that. Yeah, I had no idea, actually. And, I mean, I wouldn't have remembered these characters from that movie because we saw it a while back. But it was, uh, it's definitely worth watching, I think, even with the commercials on Hulu. Yeah, I would, yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I will watch more of them. I don't know. Probably try to get the DVD. It's. Uh, I wonder. The Malcolm is played by Peter Capaldi, and he's the current Doctor Who. And I, I'm wondering if on Doctor Who he curses as much. That was. That's one thing I really enjoy, and always enjoy about BBC sitcoms, at least from the you know the past decade or so, 
is the cussing and stuff, which makes it feel, I don't know, more true to life than American sitcoms to me. Especially with these, like, stressed out dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the, the way that dude just throws around. Every other word is is a cuss word from him. <laughs> wait, wait, he's he's. I'm looking forward to seeing him in other episodes because it's really interesting how quickly he he turns from friendly to to a shark. It's a hostile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he does it with the reporter, but he also does it in the first five minutes of the episode with with the original minister. Where we're like, we all support you. That's why you have to quit. And then when he refuses to do it, that's when he turns it on. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Or, yeah, at least he's really good in this role. Um, yeah, it's interesting too that like most of the main characters are kind of like older people, which is not something you see a lot here in in the U.S. on sitcoms. No, right. I, well, you see it on Veep, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Which, but is, even Veep has to have the the two younger people. Yeah, so right. it's not quite the same. Well, and, and this one does have the younger kid, too, who looks like he's, yeah. like, 12. <laughs> the guy with the the girl ex-girlfriend who's a reporter. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's interesting. Veep, they're not too old on Veep, I, I don't feel like. Well, uh... Some of them look old. I don't, like, I don't think Matt Walsh is that old. I thought... He's, you don't think he's, like, in his 50s? Yeah, I guess, if you consider that old. Well, I, th- I mean, that's how old these guys are. Are they? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they look a little older. They just look older. Yeah. 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 The British health <laughs> healthcare system. Those teeth. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't have a lot. It's hard to talk about one episode for any real amount of time. I I think we've talked a lot about it. Have we? What? How long have we been going? We've been going like 13 minutes, dude. <laughs> um, We're not paid by the hour. Maybe you're not. I get I'm that. definitely not. I'm on salary. <laughs> I get that Willie Stargell stipend. I got buffalo wings the other night, and they charged me 60 cents for salary. For se- Why do you need celery with buffalo wings? I don't know. I didn't eat, eat it. That was. <laughs> I thought it was weird. You decided not to pay the sixty cents. No, I didn't know. the she, the The waitress said, "Do you want uh, blue cheese and celery?" And I thought it was like not a choice between the two. So I said, "Okay." So they brought the blue cheese and celery, and then on the bill, it was uh, sixty cents for the blue cheese and sixty cents for the celery. What? But I think it was because it was half price wings, and they're not going to give you free stuff if the, the wings are half price. So what you're saying is your cheapness knows no bounds. Really. <laughs> yes. Complain about sixty cents for celery. Well, I did. I I took it out of uh, the tip. The bill. <laughs> no, I I gave a very healthy tip of seventy five cents. That's good. Buffalo wings. Never eaten them. <laughs> they're not made of chicken, so you could. Oh, they're made of actual buffalo. Mm-hmm. They're wings. What are we going to talk about for this? Session? <laughs> this buffalo wings thing is going nowhere. <clears throat> Probably because you refuse to eat them. Possibly. 
<clears throat> I do find it funny, like, I don't know, I've done that before, like, wait, they charged me 60 cents for this? And now I'm, like, thinking about it, I'm like, that, how cheap can you be, dude, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't. I mean, I paid it gladly. I didn't really care. I just thought it was so weird to to push it out like that. Yeah, it was sneaky. No, I don't care about that either. I I probably could have clearly said I don't want the salary, and I wouldn't have been charged. I just don't know why somebody would offer celery with buffalo wings. It's still weird to me. Like oh, they... people like that. People like to dip it in the like the the hot sauce. I don't know why that is weird, but oh. We also got a bad review for our show. I saw that. It was pretty fucking hilarious, dude. Did you read it? <laughs> yeah. Someone I, didn't like our show because we didn't like Married with Children. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. I think that his headline was Married with Morons. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be the title of the show. I know. It's pretty good, actually. We should give that guy props. But it was so funny. <laughs> he He was like, these guys... He obviously was a huge fan of Married with Children, which is fine. It's a it's a it's a fun show. Not the best, but not terrible. Go right, uh, but he was also fairly obviously to me kind of conservative, and uh, and he was like, these guys based it on one episode of Married with Children, and and uh, I was like, well, dude, I every complaint this guy made. We actually addressed in the episode. We're yeah. like, we, we've watched way more than one episode, you dipshit. And we <laughs> talked about that. And he's like, they just don't get that it's satirizing this stuff. Like, we talked about that too. <laughs> and then and then he said, maybe if they weren't so interested in being PC, which really, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's conservative, if he considers us PC. Um, well, does PC stand for pretty cool? Well, I don't know what it stands for anymore with these young conservatives uh maybe it stands for uh perfect cocks Ooh. oh wait you mean in a bad way yeah in a bad way damn it um yeah i don't know i i, I just couldn't do anything but laugh at it although it <laughs> does drag our average down which kind of pisses me off but on the other hand it's funny enough that i don't mind yeah um, was, i i was surprised to see it but when i read it out i laughed so yeah, we should write him back and and say, you based your review on one episode of our show. <laughs> but I'm guessing he did did a search for, for Married, with, Married children. with Children. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Now, there's a, a podcast out there that just specializes on Beverly Hills 90210. I think they should listen to our Beverly Hills 90210 episode, and maybe they won't. They will also write us a bad review. Oh, yeah, because we hated that. And we only did watch one episode, although... You know, I've watched plenty of 90210 in my day. When was your day? Uh, August 6, 1874. Wait, did you ever watch uh, Beverly Hills? I don't even remember talking about it. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it then, but I still watched it. Did you watch it, Viv? I did. Yeah. Did you love it? I loved it. Did For, you? You're gonna write For a, a while. You about us because we said bad things about your favorite show of all time. <laughs> did you even love Tori Spelling, or did you hate her? No, she was really annoying on that. Yeah, show, she was on the show, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, and kind of a bad, really bad actress. Too, oh right? yeah, was the character annoying? I, I'm yeah. not sure about. That. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna be a virgin forever because <laughs> my daddy makes the show. That's <laughs> written into my contract. <laughs> Are you sure you're not confusing her with Blair? 
Oh, yeah, Blair still is, I think. Um, oh, yeah, that was a thing, huh? With with Blair, wasn't that like a thing on the sh on that show? Oh yeah, because she, she was all she was all even like Christiany on that show, right? They had the episode written for, her and she refused to do it. Oh yeah, so then they gave it to Natalie. Oh, did they? Yep. Tootie never got anything. I don't know. Well, I mean, after Natalie lost to Virginia, it probably wasn't a big deal anymore. And then everybody just doing it all the time on that show. It was just, you know, not really mentioned. But Well, that's when they moved it to Cinemax Friday nights. Oh, yeah. You. That's when, uh, yeah, when Cloris Leachman took over and George Clooney was like the, the town stud. I'm really disappointed that George Clooney's new movie got better reviews. Oh, I wanted well, to see it. I don't even know what it was. Tomorrowland. It was directed by Brad Bird, who's a fun director, and it looked like a fun futuristic movie. But the reviews are so bad, I don't even know if I want to say it. Oh, did and it? I usually don't pay attention to the reviews, so maybe I will say it. I yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, I think uh, you know, I get like we get the weekly Roger Ebert newsletter thing. You know, um, is it like ghostly? Yeah, it's all written by his ghost. No, it's it, like he's got, you know, a staff of people, but I think they gave it a pretty good review. Do you remember this? I don't remember, but I have seen very mixed reviews about it. Yeah. Um, Although I think it's probably still worth watching for, for for you, Pat. For you, yeah. Because you love that kind of stuff, I think. For us, not that much. Wait, did you see The Fault in Their Stars, Pat? No. Oh. You read the book, though? Yeah. It was a fun book. Well, as fun as a story about cancer can be. Huh. It was well written. It was sad. It was, I mean, definitely YA, but it was, it was, when I read it, it was, I had a friend who had just died, so it was especially poignant. touching because, yeah. yeah, poignant because a lot of the things they talked about were, were relevant because I, my friend had had like the, the thing in her nose to help her breathe and all that kind of thing. Why did you guys see the movie? No, I didn't. I don't even know what made me think of it, actually. Yeah, that was. Totally. Right. Well, <laughs> it is an action movie. It's the the greatest. <laughs> the girl tries to go against cancer and shoot it out of the sky. Yeah, that's one of the. Well, that's one of the what the five main plots, right? Man mm -hmm. versus nature, man versus puppet, man versus God, man versus cancer, and uh, man versus hot dog. Yeah. I uh, wish we had more movies about man versus versus hot dog. I know, not quite enough. Even hot dog, the movie wasn't really about. Man versus hot dog. It was about skiing, which is stupid. That's why I left in the middle of the, middle of the movie when I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Well, first of all, it wasn't about man versus hot dog. Second of all, it wasn't in 3D, and I was wearing 3D glasses. Yeah. Well, you just assumed since it was the 80s, it was going to be in 3D, bad 3D. I carried them everywhere. Only in the 80s would they have movies about skiing. In fact, only in the 80s did they have movies about skiing. I think I don't. I can't think of any other era where there were skiing movies. And not just like like skiing as a recreation. No, it was not like a blood sport in these movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I could see them making a skiing movie now about some Olympic skier that overcomes all odds, and I could see that from any time. But only in the eighties can it be what Hot Dog was. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that, like these teen sex comedies set in a of skiing. Course, Better Off Dead was about skiing. Better Off Dead is one of the best movies ever. So. That's true. Also from the 80s. I don't know why John Cusack disowns that movie so hard, but... It's weird. And considering some of the crap he's made, especially. <laughs> yeah. It makes me sad, because that movie is a lot of fun. 
I know he did it at the time, but I thought maybe over the years he would kind of soften on that stance, but it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he still doesn't like it. Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast and they had uh, the organizer of um, of SF Sketchfest on, and they were talking about because they did a live uh, reading of Better Off Dead with some of the cast members and then some you know other just comedians, and and he was asking her about John Cusack, and she was like, "Oh no, he would never do anything involved with that movie." <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he won't even do a sequel for Hot Tub Time Machine. I, well, I think that was probably a wise choice, according to the reviews. <laughs> Maybe he read the script. Poor Adam Scott. He's never going to make it in movies. Adam Scott did not read the script. Well, maybe Adam Scott will be able to star in one of the, the future Marvel movies. You know, Paul Rudd got one. Why I know, that's Adam true. Scott? Yeah, who, who could Adam Scott play, though? Who's like kind of a look. scrawny superhero. <laughs> I guess he he lost his chance for Ant Man. I don't even know who's left as far as superhero movies. Yeah, well, he could he could do Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four, but I guess that's already been cast. I don't think he's a great choice for Black Panther, but I'd say it. Yeah, he'd be a good Black Panther, African King. Hey, Viv. Hello. We're just trying to fill up time now. Do you, do you want to take a break and then come back and talk about Veep? Sure, we can do that. It's only been uh, like less than 25 minutes, but why not? All right, we will be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation The land of the Thracians and all right, we're back with Veep, and uh, we watched the most recent episode as this is airing. Episode uh, six, Storms and Pancakes. Episode six, season. What season is it on now? Season oh, four. Four. Okay. Um, yeah, Storms and Pancakes. Uh, but I think we've all watched Veep. The entire series, right? Yep. Yep. I think I was surprised by how good it was the first season, and then, then as it went on, it wasn't as surprising. Yeah, I think so. And and this season's been a little weaker, maybe than than the other seasons. Um, but it's still, I still laugh at least once an episode. So, I think part of the weakness is it's it's kind of having her as the president is kind of takes a little bit of the the comedy out. It's still funny yeah. though. Yeah. Cause she's not aspiring to anything now. Um, and think, and thinking about the thick of it, I, I guess they stole a joke from the thick of it and used it in a veep. Wasn't there an episode a couple seasons ago where she fired a secret service agent because he looked down on her or she, he smiled at the wrong time or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I know. I can't remember. Yeah. Same with the, uh, the driver. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think there was like a scandal that, that came up because of the firing and they had to deal with that. But yeah, the, the driver. Yeah, the but, same thing happens in, in the thick of it with the driver, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, there's only so many uh, so many stories you can tell, I guess. <laughs> and that's a funny story to tell, so I'm glad they told it twice to give Selena a chance to be humiliated by a a lesser. Well, Veep has a really great cast too. Even better than the thick of it, I'd I'd say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if there's any improv improv involved in in the. There's in a ton, the, according you know, to. Is there? Yeah, because it. It, everybody involved, I've seen in other things where they do do improv, like Matt Walsh, and not everybody. I've never seen Anna Chomsky. Right, yeah. But, you know, a lot of the guest stars and stuff do that kind of thing. And they're, yeah, it, it's a great cast. They're all really funny. And the, the stories that are that they're putting <laughs> putting the characters in are, are awkward, like the thick of it, but not quite as awkward. No. Thankfully, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we saw Veep live at SF Sketchfest, um, just like a panel discussion. And they were saying uh, how they did a lot of improv. And Gary Gary Cole, is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he, he was saying how like scared he was of it because he'd never done anything like that. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I guess a lot of it's improv. I don't know. Be- That's... Go ahead, sir. I was going to say it would be nice to see like some outtakes on the DVD or something, see if they have any of that. But uh, I don't know if they do. I I think I like the Gary Coles in it because I enjoy him in everything. He's always such a good presence in the show. Yeah. And this is not the kind of show that I would like, I guess he's done. I mean, he did office space. So he's, it's not like he's never done comedy, but uh, yeah, this is not just not something I would expect him to be in, but he does great in it. Well, yeah. yeah and office space, he basically pl- played the straight man in that, um, which he kind of doesn't veep except he's way more clueless in Veep, which he does really well, I think. And, uh, yeah, everybody. Well, there's Buster, of course. Matt Walsh is great. Jonah is great. And, uh... The, 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 the young people, I forget their name, like Anna Klumski and her the counterpart, other dude. They're, yeah. they're, work, they're working at that uh, lobbying agency now. They're, they're really funny, too. And they're both funny in similar, like, high-driving type A personality ways. Yeah. And then, of course, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. She's awesome. I think it's funny how Matt Walsh is the communications, the head of communications, and he is completely the opposite of the woman on In the Thick of It. Oh, in the, yeah, like, yeah. He, has, he is, like, totally not clued into anything. He has no idea what's going on. And, like, He's and all- she... Is kind of like trying to push for them to say, you know, do the right thing and whatever. <laughs> and Matt Walsh's character is completely the opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. He gets a lot of his news uh, on his cell phone <laughs> <laughs> after it happens. Yeah, and it's funny that he is what isn't one of the one of the ones that have been fired. He's still uh, there. Yes. Well, I think he's just too too strong of a character to for them to let him go, like, even though he's doesn't know what he's doing or anything. Um, but they are, I mean, they are keeping Anna Klumsky and her counterpart. It's really sad that we don't even know this character's name. Um, at least on the show, if not in the 
in the inner circle anymore. But who knows? They might come back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Matt Walsh is also probably the the biggest improv guy there, too. Right? Like, he's got the most history in it, so it's probably good to keep him in there. Yeah, no, I just mean as, uh, and looking at it in like a realistic way, you would think he would be the first fired, not as far as... Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, Anna Klumski didn't really get fired so much as uh, oh, yeah, self-implode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh, but I really also like the dude... Um, he's kind of an older dude who was like in this episode, he was stuck back at the office with the receptionist and he's talking shit to her. He's like, what did he say? He's like, no offense, but uh, when it's just me and you here, it feels like it's just me here. (laughs) And he's one of those, I'm I'm looking at his name, Kevin Dunn is one of those actors who've been in a bunch of stuff, but you don't know it. Right. Yeah. He's been in everything. He's a character. Definitely know his face. Yeah. But he's done like serious stuff. Too. Yeah, he's done and all kinds comedy of comedy. This... Is not really his thing, but he's no, excellent would... on this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's hilarious. And... and but he's a he's a latecomer. He wasn't in the first season. I don't no, think. Right. no, or even, maybe even the second. I know. I don't know. Um, I think he it was a small part in the second, and then he got bigger last season. But because he, he came from the president's office, well, he's in the president. He was the I don't know if he was the chief of staff, but he was up like a high up in the the former president's office. Yeah. Well, and then there was uh, Pat Oswalt this season who uh, <laughs> very inappropriately groped Jonah's balls all the time. <laughs> uh, and and that had a pretty funny payoff this episode with uh, some people filing a class action lawsuit against Pat Oswalt, but they were all women who looked like Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a, a neat thing that they, they put together where Jonah has that assistant who used to be assistant to Anna Klumski and he and she got rid of him because he was so annoying. And he started last season. I forget what his 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 role was. I think I guess he just worked in the campaign office, but he's a very funny character. Yeah, he was he was at that panel show we saw too. He he was pretty funny. Um and he's got a background in improv too. Um, yeah, he's perfect for Jonah because Jonah's so annoying too, <laughs> but they're annoying in different ways. So he pisses Jonah off as well. <clears throat> oh, and Hugh Laurie just came on the show the past few episodes and he's been really funny. Well, he's another one with a background in, in, in comedy and improv. Yeah. yeah. Even but, he did house for 12,000 years. I don't think I've seen him in his... I don't think I've watched anything where he uses a British accent. Yeah, I know. I well, I, yeah, I haven't watched any of that Black Adder or whatever the hell it was he was on. No, I haven't watched that, and I never watched the Fry and Laurie show he did with Stephen Fry. Yeah, they're supposed to be great and funny stuff, but I just never watched it. It's, yeah, same it's, here. It's pretty. It's pretty cool that he's created a a an American career. People know him as Halson from Veep. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. House was like. House was just too much for me. It, it was kind of one one storyline that just every episode was the exact same thing. I think that's how it was for a while, and I stopped watching it, but I think it changed later, and not in a good way. It changed into, like, more about his psychosis and, like, going... I think he was in some kind of mental, mental institution, yeah. yeah. 
So I I didn't see all that, but I think they tried to change things up, and maybe some people liked it, but I never bothered because it was really the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that show Bones. Like that's been on also forever, and I don't know anybody who actually watches it. No, yeah, but, but people do. I they must. I don't know. I think it's weird this whole idea that to be a genius you have to be autistic in some way. It seems both those shows are the exact same in that in that way. Um anyway, I don't know. Yeah, he's good on it. Uh I'm waiting I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with his character on this show. Like I don't know, I feel like maybe he's like scheming in some way and all this nice guy thing is is just an act, but I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, even if he's not scheming, he's really pissing her off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite being his regular self. And Dietrich Bader uh, is in the show. He wasn't in the last episode, so I don't know if his character is lessened or, or what, but he's he's always funny, and he's been funny in the show, too. Who's Dietrich Bader? The guy from, again, from Office Space. The, the He came on as a campaign manager, and it was... Uh, uh, what did he do in the one episode where where Anna Klumski was trying to hire him and he didn't want to work for Selena, Selena and he worked for the baseball player instead? Oh man, I can't remember. And then oh, the baseball- he is he the guy from the Drew Carey show? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what you should have <laughs> said. That's where I. <laughs> Sorry, I never really watched that. I remember from Office Space from being the next door neighbor. The one that says, does anyone ever go into work and say, having a case on the Mondays? No. God, no. I don't remember Office Space. You've never seen that movie, I forgot. No, I've seen it. I just didn't care for it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, he's good. And then there's another guy who's, like, on very occasionally, and he's kind of balding with some frizzy hair on the sides, and he's, like, a total asshole. Oh, the other senator. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. senator. That guy's hilarious, too. <laughs> yeah. How far over the top an asshole he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of... of uh, that guy's Dan Bacadal. Yeah, name. he's really fucking good. Um, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of somebody else who had been on that was good, but now I, I lost it. The um, Randall Park? The Danny Chung? The, well, he's okay. I mean, he's just such... He's like such a sleazy like he's sleazy in a way that is very subtle because he's he's all uh war hero and like mr goody goody but he uses he totally exploits his war hero status every time he goes to the microphone what cracks me up about him is it's almost every line out of his mouth is a soundbite yeah (laughs) yeah he's he has no he's not even a real person he's (laughs) He's a robot yeah (laughs) Yeah, there there are really a lot of great background characters on this show. Uh, Lennon Parham, when she was on for a couple episodes, um, as as the new whatever Anna Klumski's job was. Uh, yeah, and she was just so terrible. Every everything Selena said, she agreed with. That was her whole. That was her position on everything. She had no thought of her own. Um, and he, somehow she was able to say it in a way that Selena didn't notice for a while. Right. And you see people like that get ahead in, yeah. in work in the workplace and stuff. So, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, probably our favorite comedy on right now. I don't know. 
that or Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I'd say for me, I'd say Brooklyn Nine Nine. But I do like this a lot. I I last season I liked Silicon Valley, but I haven't watched it all this season. Not for any any reason. I just didn't didn't get a chance to watch it. We were the same. We watched the whole last season, and then this season we haven't. Re- I think we watched the first episode, and then we just fell off for whatever reason. Uh, have you been watching Orphan Black? No, I am so. I don't think they have the the most recent on Amazon yet. So I, I, I'm like two seasons behind. Couch tuner, dude. Yeah, you always say that. I don't know what it is. Sounds hard. Yeah, it's real difficult. Um. Yeah. I don't know. But that's Again. not a sitcom. I don't know why you bring that up. That's like Fall of Our Stars. <laughs> These are the sitcoms you like. Do you watch Orphan Black? <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, a really <laughs> this is this is something Jimmy Pardo talks about a lot. A really funny sitcom, uh, Orange is the New Black, is coming back on. He's always bitching. He's like, how the hell is that in the comedy category? I, I, you know what? I don't like that show. I have to say, I don't think it's very good. I, I like the first season, so but I didn't like it enough to watch the second season. So <laughs> well, that doesn't really mean anything since I have not. There's plenty of shows that I don't keep watching. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought the second season was really dumb. But I even thought the first season was dumb. Like I couldn't believe they did that thing with the uh, the woman who never speaks, and then yet she sings at the Christmas. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, man. <laughs> yeah i guess that was a little much yeah I, the whole shows it just doesn't work for me i don't know you don't care for it so much either do you viv no i mean i don't think i hate it as much as you do but um yeah I, it's not something i have to keep up with or anything and how i've it- had my moments with it where i really hate I really hate it, and then, but I keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> we gave up on House of Cards too. Did you? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's three seasons of that, right? Three. I'm yeah. I keep watching that. I guess I know it just seems so boring this season. Like there's no evil going on really. It's just him doing. It's like Veep. He's like. Is he the president now? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think he is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that big a spoiler if you watch season two. Um, you don't remember how to handle spoilers. That's a shame. Oh, or maybe not. Thank you. That's how you handle it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's... it's uh. It's kind of sad how much TV we watch, I guess, now that I'm talking about all this stuff. but It's not sad. This is a golden age of TV. I was just thinking of going back to Veep. Uh, Sue is a really funny character, and they haven't made it so we've like seen anything more than her funniness. It's just like these brief scenes where she's really rude to people, and I think that's great. Yeah, I don't think, we, I don't think they should show us more. No, no. I think sometimes shows make that mistake where a character is pretty funny in small doses, and they bring her in more and I don't think that character I mean I'm sure the actress would be fine but I don't think that character would be funny in, in bigger doses yeah I agree but wasn't there kind of a hint of something happening with her character and Gary Cole's character yes yeah right? I, I, but you they never talked about it 
No, that was funny. And she's always, yeah, because she was always, like, being extra rude to him, too. And <laughs> he, he just kept trying to be, like, nice to her. And... <laughs> and, and I do agree with you about, I, I think it was funnier before she became president. Like, because they were still kind of just, like, bumbling idiots, you know? Like, <laughs> trying to figure out what was happening. And they were always, like, just a step behind everything you know um well also sorry go ahead no yeah but but then like this episode shows her they still manage to be a step behind even though she's president like with the whole no. hurricane thing what were no, you but I, I just think it's funnier with veep because you can imagine that happening in real life and no one would really notice yeah yeah no that's like true. as a vice president when they're they're bumbling and they're stupid it's like at the end at, at, at the end at the end of everything nobody cares that they're stupid because they're the second most important person yeah no i yeah i, I do get that and it's kind of weird to call the show veep and have her be the president <laughs> are you what did you have something to say viv no i just wanted to uh <laughs> point out that funny storyline with uh Matt Walsh's character where at the be in the early one of the earlier seasons where he had purchased a boat and then he like <laughs> got into all this financial trouble and he had to try to sell it. It's just <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Ridiculous too. <laughs> because it went on for like I think at least two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that was a total Matt Walsh improv yeah. type thing too. <laughs> Oh, we haven't even talked about her daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. who is actually Kiefer Sutherland's daughter. Oh, I didn't is know actually that. whose daughter? Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. She might be the most... I mean, I was thinking that when you're talking about Matt Walsh with the boat, he he's a pretty pathetic character, but I think the daughter might be the most pathetic she character. She is, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because she's like one of those, like... She's one of these... Well, she's young, but she's, like, so half-assed about her principles. Like, <laughs> she tries to be, you know, really uh, have a lot of integrity, but she doesn't really mean it. She doesn't really care enough to go all the way with it. So she just ends up sounding totally phony all the time. But she can't even smile. <laughs> well, it's great how this staff kind of pretends to want to talk to her, and and she'll get she'll get some kind of brightness in her face that she's happy to talk, and then they'll just kind of walk away. Yeah, and she'll be back to being the sad sex she was five minutes before. <laughs> but they had to coach her on how to smile when she gave her speech. You remember? <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she's pretty funny. Uh, I don't <laughs> even her own mom doesn't like her that much. Yes. Now she, I, I can't remember what happened with the boyfriends. Like I thought a couple seasons ago, she had a a boyfriend who was Middle East from the Middle East somewhere, and that was that was a problem. Yeah. But I, so there's one now that's that, that's different. I don't know where where he. I don't remember when he started being on the show, but he's pretty funny too. I think it had to be this season. Yeah. Because not yeah, they're talking about getting married and whatever. Yeah, I know. I don't remember. That was pretty fucked up, too, with them all giving her shit about her Middle Eastern boyfriend. <laughs> but that was also what a type of thing where you could see she was totally doing it to get back yeah. at her mother. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Oh, and that reminds just talking about her and being the reporters reminds me of the asshole reporter that's on the show, Leon. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's a an episode that happened recently where he was kidnapped in, in was it Iran? <laughs> in Iran, yeah. And then and he figured out that they had purposely waited to pick him up to make it a better photo op. Yeah, that guy's really good too. Yet there's so <laughs> many good like little supporting characters on the show. Yeah. And a lot of them are assholes. I mean, he's he's a, a a like a constant thorn in the side of everybody in that office. Yeah. And it's it's not like they're friends outside of the reporting. He just doesn't like them. He does. Oh, Dan is the young guy. He does not Dan, like Dan at yeah. all. And uh, that's the same thing with Jonah. The, there's no. It's not like a show where you see. Well, they like each other. Nobody likes Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody has any reason to like Jonah. I think I like the fact that they took Jonah out of the out of the office for a season, and I didn't care for like I liked that season, but I didn't like where his character went. I thought that was really uninteresting. Where he was a a blogger, or yeah, a blogger. Yeah. I, that didn't go any, anywhere funny. I think when he's in the office, it's a lot funnier. Yeah, it's it's interesting how many different kinds of assholes they can create <laughs> on this show. Because everybody kind of is an ass. I mean, Matt Walsh isn't really an asshole. He's just he's a just bumbling, bumbling idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And Buster, Gary Cole is not so much an asshole. He's just kind of just he. I don't know. He doesn't come across as much of an asshole as everybody else. That's true. Buster too is not not an no. asshole. No, <laughs> Buster is just pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think at some points it's it's portrayed as like he he looks at selena as a mother and other times it's portrayed as he's like totally hot for her but yeah. whatever <laughs> it's always funny it's yeah it's a mixture of both which is very pathetic <laughs> but it and at the same time as as this character is 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 buster like it's it's much different than buster which i think is one of the reasons it makes it even funnier that he's playing a very similar character to buster but in totally different ways yeah well, he he's always great. We talked about that Andy Richter show he was on, yeah, yeah. where he played somebody who was not like Buster at all. No, really uh, fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, I could. I hope this show goes on for a while. I thought I heard that uh, Ianucci was leaving or something, but maybe that was a dream. I told you that. I think. Oh, did you? I yeah, I think he is after this season. Wow. They should just wrap it up. Yeah, I, that's my thought. I mean, she should just lose the election and then the show can end. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want the showrunner of a show like this to leave, especially when, with his like pedigree. And I wouldn't say that if she wasn't the president. I think I would say, I would say let's see another season to see if there's someone else who can do just as good a job because there's the cast is so great. But I don't know if I can take two seasons and uh, her winning the election. And I don't know. I don't just don't think it would be nearly as interesting with her as the first her first term. I guess it I might can't. Be. I can't imagine her actually winning the election. That's the thing. I yeah. can see her her not winning and then the new president picking her as the veep again. <laughs> Which would be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. They're both they're both good shows. I I like Veep more just for the the characters. I think Veep goes for the laughs a little bit. At least Harder. I always saw the one episode. Yeah. So and the, the thick of it was funny, but it wasn't going for laughs quite as much. No. I think Veep. There's more things where you're laughing out loud and maybe it's because I don't understand the British 
political system as well, but I don't think so. I think they're they're going for a more subtle comedy. It was than de- definitely mm-hmm. much more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with that. Yeah, th- it is it is funnier and and has way way more characters as we just discussed who are who yeah. are all really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so Veep gets the nod. Uh, all right, how long have we been going? All right, what else you want to talk about, Pat, Viv? Anything? We saw you too, Pat. How was it? I don't know, Viv was not impressed. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> how was the Jesus and Mary chain? Oh, that was really good, actually. I was surprised. You never know what to think with these reunion tours. <laughs> But so far, that was the third one I've seen this year, and they were all good. Uh, we saw the replacements; they were really good. All right. Yeah. And Sleater Kinney was really good. I guess Sleater Kinney is is a reunion tour. Yeah, I, I mean they're really more on hiatus, but I, I'd consider it a reunion after ten years. But we've what? seen them a bunch of times before, so. I can't believe it's been ten years. Wow, time flies. Yeah, time flies when you're getting old and dying. Hopefully in that order. Yeah, you don't want to die and then get old. That's just nope. sad. Stupid. Idiots. Who do that? You guys see any movies? Uh, no. Have mm-hmm. we, Viv? Mm-hmm. Nothing new. I mean, no. yeah, we've seen some on Netflix and whatever, but I don't. I don't think either of us uh, particularly likes going to the movie theater. It's just. There are too many assholes uh, talking and on their cell phones and all kinds of stuff. It just always ends up annoying me. Plus, there's not really been anything we wanted to see. No, it's it's been it's this time of year where the like the really good Oscar type movies or art movies aren't coming out, and it's before the fun blockbusters. So it's 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 no good for anyone at the movies right now. I, although I do want to see the Mad Max. I'm hearing great things about that. And Viv has convinced me to see Tomorrowland, so there's two movies I want to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably wait for DVD for Mad Max. I actually would like to rewatch the original Mad Max, because I remember really liking that when I was young. And this one seems, I mean, it's by the same dude, but yeah, it yeah. seems like it's more uh, spectacle, this one. I don't know. I think I, it looks more like a kind of Fast and Furious type movie, just from the the ads for it so i don't know oh it it got much better reviews than fast and furious could ever hope to have so it has that going for it i mean it's getting i mean everybody's saying it's good so that's why i want to see it i had never seen the original mad maxes i don't think you need to so i guess he had more money uh, george miller i think oh yeah the first mad max was like shoestring budget but he even with the the, the more money he purposely did not want to have too much cgi so there's practical effects and it's supposed to be a really it's a beautiful movie to see in the theater so that's one of the reasons i want to see it before dvd because it's supposed to be like just really well uh well filmed well i guess camera work so cinematography is really pretty so speaking of which have you watched uh, john wick yet no that's yeah. on i'll have to get that from netflix yeah you should check it out it's on amazon prime too for like a buck or at least it was when we watched it I don't know. 60 cent salary. I know. He's probably not going to be down for a dollar movie. (laughs) Uh, I'm being bullied another episode. What? 
I'm being bullied for another episode. <laughs> and, uh, your life is rough. Maybe Monica Lewinsky will invite me to a dance contest. But she would win. That's a that's a sad thing. <laughs> you would still then you would still be bullied again. No, she's anti-bully now. Oh, that's right. But you'd be bullied by all the other people there. That's <laughs> true. Was she pro think, bully before? <laughs> yeah, well, she used to be. Yes. <laughs> she learned from her bullying ways. I don't yeah, know. She was like, how... she would always be like, "Are you sleeping with the president?" And fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she got up. There's some guy who was dancing. At a, at a concert and people filmed them and it ended up on 4chan and people made fun of them and then these women got together and said we're going to have a dance party for this guy we're going to track him down and they tracked him down and a party happened but Monica Lewinsky was somehow a big part of this this dance party that raised money to support anti-bullying organizations oh. well, well I mean who really was bullied as much as her uh, but I'm just imagining that this dan- dance party they put together for this guy like there's all their supporters that were there, but there's also a bunch of bullies who are also there because that's where it would go. Yeah. Cause there's lots of people to bully. So let's go. I don't get it. Was he like <laughs> dancing like Elaine on Seinfeld or something? What was, what was the I problem? Think it, was, it was real heavy. So they were making fun of him. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's fucked up. But you know, if you're overweight, you probably shouldn't dance. I guess that's a lesson there. <laughs> that's the lesson they were teaching. And that's, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky people were disagreeing with you, John. If you're overweight, just stay in your house. So I read the article about this, and the first person responded is like, "You people don't understand 4chan. We weren't making fun of them. We don't make fun of overweight people because they're overweight. We make fun of them because they don't do anything to stop being overweight." Oh and the first God. person who responded was, "Well, he was dancing, and that means he was exercising, so he was trying to lose weight." <laughs> you guys don't understand 4chan. <laughs> we are no, we, we are a force for good. We do, Four Chan. We all understand you. <laughs> Trust us. You don't understand the men's right movement. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that, that's something we haven't talked about. That the the science fiction fiction awards have been overtaken by uh, arch conservatives. What? I know nothing about this. There's an award called the Hugo's. Yes, and it's a, a fan voted award. And this year, or well, last year, they tried to or, uh, conservative groups tried to organize and get a block voted on to be nominated to be their their science fiction books, their conservative science fiction books to win. And they they failed miserably, but this year they got together with. I, I guess there was a there's a really popular. Uh, well, I don't want to call him racist, but he seems to be racist. Uh, science fiction writer who goes by by the the pseudonym Vox Day, and they they he has the rabid puppies, and the other group has the sad puppies, and they had a a slate that went up, and that got all the nominations for the science fiction awards, and it caused a big uproar in the science fiction community. I find it biz- well, I guess I don't find it that bizarre that conservatives are into science fiction, but as a genre They're- as a whole, it's pretty fucking liberal. Yeah, it is, but there's there's a there's subgenres of military science fiction, and that's, oh, that's right. where yeah. a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of conservatives are, and not all military science fiction writers are conservatives. Some of them are. Anyway, they the big thing that the sad puppies are against are 
what they call social justice social justice warriors on Tumblr and Twitter. And what they consider social justice warriors are pretty pathetic. So well, it's I, really... I find ahead. it hilarious that uh, the idea of being a social justice warrior would be a bad thing. Yes, that's... But a, a large part of the group is is men's right men's right type people, and they, the game Gamergate also became involved with this this sad puppy. Get the. Why get don't the, you pick a less pathetic name for yourself? That's what I want to know. What sad puppy? Sad, <laughs> that's part of the irony that they were working on. That they these social justice warriors are always are always so sad about their plate. Maybe we can be sad too. Look at us. We are pathetic, sad puppies. I, they're trying to be pathetic with their name. Trying to... Anyway, that's something that you should know about because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid. Well, I don't know. I just think it's funny that like these people are losing so much traction in the culture that, you know, who cares, man? Yeah, and they're taking these 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 places that used to be entirely white male, and like gaming and science fiction are are where, like you say, it's kind of liberal and very open. So when other groups make inroads, they get angry and they fight back, and they they fight back in really weird ways that does not make them look good, but they think it does. So in like if you read the 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 Gamergate blogs or science fiction blogs. It's an echo chamber because they're talking to each other and they think, look how good we look. But if they, if you're talking to like normal people and they read the stuff they say, it's like these are off, off. They're violent and they're off, like off kilter, crazy people. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Well, crazy. People I hope never that married with. Crazy. I hope the married with children person does not listen to this episode because I might sound really PC and I apologize. Oh yeah. Well, I don't think we have any any uh, chance of him listening to us again. So I, I think we're safe. <laughs> Maybe hate listens. Like you watch orange is the new, is the new black. <laughs> Maybe, we should just, we should just put up uh, married with children for every other show as like, a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other episodes we might like more. So he might give us five stars. Oh no. I mean, it won't actually be about married with children. Oh, okay. that in the episode, so. I didn't want to watch another episode of married with children. <laughs> All right, um, shit. I don't even know what I'm going to do for my recommendation, nation, 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 nation. But Viv, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? Um, my recommendation is something that's happening on Turner Classic Movies. They are doing a Summer of Darkness where they show noir films every Friday um, in June and July, like all day. And they oh, have a awesome. schedule of it. It's yeah. And the cool thing is they have a accompanying like online film course that you can sign up for. Oh, that's cool. Taught by like a some guy with a PhD and like who's also like a movie film noir movie expert. And you can like watch and take this class and learn more about. Film noir. Shit, we should sign up for cable for the next two months. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're showing a lot of um, the like the better known film noir movies, but also, I mean, lesser known stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only so many well known ones anyway. I guess they would have right. to go into the. Oh man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah that's really and, cool. And um, I 
the schedule is online, tcm.com slash summer of darkness. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you have, Pat? Uh, I was thinking, I'm going to recommend, I don't know if I recommended it before, but now I've watched the whole season, I can safely recommend that people should watch uh, The Flash. It was a really fun show, and it did a, it did comic books. I think they did a good job of it. it was it was like it was like reading watching a golden age comic book on TV. Not well, maybe not, but it was it was very silly and fun, and they they didn't take themselves too seriously, but they they had like some nice fun action shows. So yeah, watch the Flash. Okay, um, I shoot, I can't remember if we recommended it already, but I don't think so because it hadn't been. Did we do iZombie already, Pat? I don't think so. Yeah, I'll recommend it because it's been it's been on long enough now that I feel safe in saying it's it's a fun show to watch. Oh, you know what? It was recommended, but it was recommended in the episode that wasn't recorded. Oh, coincidentally, no the last bit of episode. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I'll I'll do that again then, and but then so the, I'll also you know I'll do, go into video games. Uh, <clears throat> I would recommend the Final Fantasy series because. I've enjoyed all of them. Uh, it's one of the few video games I play, along with all the Lego video games, uh, <laughs> which are, I know, more for kids, but I, I really like all the Lego video games. But Final Fantasy, all of them are good. Uh, most people will tell you 3 and 7 and 9 are the best, but they're all good. So uh, so are you, are you talking about the, like, have, has one come out? recently that you like a lot there's one coming out i think i don't know if it's out yet um but it made i saw uh, an ad for it it made me think about final fantasy oh, okay so. okay yeah yep that's my thing i never played any of the final fantasy but i played the kingdom hearts so i think it's made by the same people that was pretty fun yeah final fantasy is more intricate you know mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but you i think you would like it it's an rpg I, all I play is RPGs and platform games, so I think. Do I play anything else, Viv? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for me. Viv I plays. agree with you. I, I have not played all the LEGO games, but the ones I've played are fun. I, I know they're for kids, but they I think they also are a challenge for everybody because you can go back and get like those little secret spots to collect all the LEGO. I, I, yeah, yeah man. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I don't know. They're not like totally... They're, you're right, they're not like total kids' games. Adults can play them. There's like a lot of, you know, shit involved in them. Um, yeah, that's mine. So, all but right. It's funny that most Lego games are based on, on movies that you probably don't like. I know, it's true. Um, they're coming out with one in September that's like a mix of all the different Lego video games, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they're at, like, you can buy expansion packs for for like Back to the Future and shit. Um, so... That'll be interesting, but anyway. Uh, In 2017, they're coming out with the uh, Lego Taxi Driver. That'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait to see that one. Lego Clockwork Orange. <laughs> All right, you want to Lego Caligula? Write to us at Pop Culture to continue Pop Culture Continuum at gmail.com if you'd like to be on the show, if you'd like to tell us what we should talk about, or if you'd just like to tell us we suck. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Please don't rate us low. Low if you don't like. Married with Children, or if you do like Married with Children, and uh, like us on Facebook, like individual episodes on Facebook, and just tell your friends to listen. The end. Well, thanks for coming on, Viv. 
Yeah, yeah thanks. It was great to be able to talk about uh, Veep, and I am disappointed I couldn't talk about Benson. <laughs> Are you? Now, I, now I'm starting. You, you guys say it sucks. I'm starting to think maybe it sucks because I just remember from when I was a kid being funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it sucks. <laughs> then that's yeah, that's the sign. It's guaranteed. <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati is still good. I don't that's care true. What you guys say. <laughs> We've been watching uh, reruns of New Heart. That's actually pretty funny. Oh yeah, I've never, I never watched it, and I'm enjoying it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, once, once Golari comes on, like the early episodes where they have that other maid and they have that guy Kirk. Yeah. Not Those are good. weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I guess that does it then. So until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.